0: Hey everybody uh we are live and uh we're about to all find out together how good uh jeff's internet connection is
1: uh, i'm here
0: you're here did it show your i had a thing up at the time when you came on did it show your closet this time
1: no it didn't i've i planned for it i put my hand like behind like the <laughs> rear camera be so like, don't show the closet uh although it doesn't look bad uh but it just ready, I was like, I was ready for it. And of course, this is a new phone uh, from the last time, so like I guess that made a difference. It's like it actually defaulted to the correct camera. So
0: Yeah. No, that's great. And yeah, everyone's saying, Yay, Jeff, Yeah, you're okay.
1: <laughs> totally okay. Yeah, um, I mean, it actually it was strange, like hurricanes are really weird. This is like I don't even know how many since I've lived here for like a decade almost. But they're all a little different. Like the things that happen are different. Like there's one where like the wind and the rain and the storm surge wasn't very much, but then like it just sat and rained, And so there was a ton of flooding. And then it also like went up, you know, further up, Like all the rivers, and it rained a bunch there, so like it started flooding like for a week afterwards. Then there was one where you know like winds were really bad, so it knocked down a bunch of trees. This one was like the storm surge, which where I live, I live like two miles from the ocean, which seems pretty close, but it's actually really far considering the stuff going on. So it was like there was a lot of uh, seems like a lot of the damage in my area was from the storm surge, just like battering like piers and stuff like that. Like at least two piers were. Very badly damaged. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like, it's not near anywhere near like what it was like down in in Florida. In Florida,
0: yeah, no, because that's <sighs> what, like, uh, like obviously, all today I was sending you and your wife like messages, being like updates, updates. Uh, yeah, it, I was nervous, but what's funny is like because. My husband, Jeff knows my husband very well. He was messaging me while he was at work, and he was like, what's going on with Jeff and Clarice? Sorry, I said her name. Like, <laughs> are they okay? How are they doing? Like, is everything okay? And I was like, they they seem like right now they're fine. So, yeah. he, so it's the things that my husband, like, gets nervous and upset about. But also, he knows a lot of people in Florida who were,
2: yeah.
0: All evacuating. And so, yeah, everybody. But I was I was, know, also, yeah. I was also uh, in a natural disaster area um, in the last 24 hours. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. you. Everybody probably saw it like on the news. There was a 2.6 earthquake <laughs> that happened
1: last night. 2.6. Yeah. Someone dropped a a heavy boulder in your area. Is that what happened?
0: yeah my yeah that's what my my dad was like if you felt that well he said this to my sister because guess what i didn't feel it um Uh (laughs) i was on the first floor didn't feel anything my sister lives in an apartment building um, but yeah, my dad was like a 2.6. If you felt that it was probably right underneath you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were the only person who felt it.
1: Yeah, that's funny. It's one of those things, not earthquakes. I'm coming back to me now, making it about me, which is what is important. Uh, <laughs> no, like well, but- I just saw people asking like, how's the weather? So like I mean, like, we're, if you had not told me a hurricane was coming, I would have thought it was just a really bad rainstorm. Like there was a lot of rain, there was wind, but it wasn't even as bad as some like thunderstorms uh as far as like the sound and stuff that i that it that i heard and felt so like we were never like concerned we haven't lost power basically in any hurricane because we just live in a neighborhood where there's lots like all our power lines are underground so like yeah. we only lose power if it's like something really big and like uh, everyone has lost power yeah. um so it's like really i don't know like feels like nothing but then sometimes like even one time when there is a lot of damage when there's a ton of trees and stuff that were down like it wasn't until we got out and we're driving around that we saw like oh man this like really messed stuff up but but yes we're totally fine it's not even raining right now um like the uh the frogs are loving it they're uh
0: yes i want to say chirping because
1: it sounds like chirping (laughs) but they're like chirping away back there i have like some like wooded area back there and there's just like very very noisy frogs making their froggy noises so
0: they're just trying to find their friends so they can have a frog party. Yes. Um, yeah, because when when the storm hit Florida, it was like seven the wind speed was like seven miles below being a category five hurricane. And yeah. so like when it hit that, like when it hit Florida, it was like way bad. Um and then yeah, last night. It like after it passed over, it was a travel cool storm and then it gained strength to be a category one. So yeah, it's like it didn't hit you with like the same
2: Yeah. Story. Oh yeah.
0: Ooh, the I was surprised it got back up. I was gonna say the rag Goblin said there uh has to be some weather folklore about frogs and stormy weather. There has gotta be I remember uh, when I was frogs love post storm frog parties says crystal what <laughs> this is wonders, yeah when we uh, we demand weather folklore about frogs it's like oh I'll like write it down as like a, a episode idea uh, when we lived in Thailand every time there was like a big monsoon came and it was like late at night and the thunder would be really loud and it would wake us kids up and we'd be kind of upset because it was also super dark because the power went out 100% of the time when that happened um our parents would take us downstairs to watch the lightning storm and then also um watch the frogs as they hopped up onto our patio and so it'd be like us inside the house like looking through these like big double paned windows out at the storm. And then there'd be frogs sitting in front of us in like a row, also like watching the (laughs) storm together.
2: That's awesome.
0: (laughs) A frog and human like theater, nature theater. That's great. I like Uh, that as a mental image.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, like the backlit of the frogs like in the lightning like just illuminating like their little silhouettes. (laughs) While they make rude jokes about the lightning and how dumb it is or whatever
0: Yeah, frogs are always making rude jokes uh
1: speaking of frogs i i want to give the people what they want so i like did a quick google i got a googling as we like <laughs> yeah. to say uh, <laughs> and i found like one like kind of lame bit of like folklore it definitely counts as folklore but it's this is from weather.com so a very like riveting source it's in an article eight animals thought to predict the weather so frogs is number one These loud amphibians are said to croak even longer and louder than usual when the weather, when bad weather is on the horizon. When you hear their volume increase, you can assume a storm is a Bruin.
0: I'm like, how loud are they being, how loud were they last night versus tonight?
1: They were, they're much louder now than they were yesterday. Although last night it had already started raining. So it's really interesting because the frogs are like, they're very quiet when it's raining. And then it's, like, once it's stopped and there's, like, tons of water, you just, like, hear them everywhere. Um, and by uh, means of Segway, another, the second on the list is mm-hmm. birds, which actually, this is, like, a fact that you uh, taught me from that crazy book that I've been meaning to read forever about how awesome birds are. Like, what is it called? Like, learning from the birds or?
0: Oh, I want to say it's, like, how robins something. So I think it's about, yeah. is it, does it have robins in the title?
1: I can't remember. It does. It's it's much more po- poetic than like what we can learn from birds, which sounds like one of those like 1950s educational documentaries that you watch yeah. in the class. <laughs> Here are what we learn from the birds. But this says that depending on how loud, loud. No, that's not true. Depending on how low our feathered friends are flying, we can gauge how bad the weather's going to be. It's been said that if birds are flying high, the weather is clear, but if they're flying closer to the ground, the air pressure of a storm system is causing them pain at higher altitudes. Which I do remember you telling me that. Um, like how, oh, you know what? It was also on, uh, you told me that? And then like a week later, I was watching a show and that came up. Oh, I think it was uh, Outlander. You know that show, like based on those books? There's like, they're at sea and there's this like one character that's like a storm's coming. and He's like, oh, how do you know? And he's like, points out and he's like, look at the birds, look how low they're flying. It's because that's when that happens, you know, he didn't go into like the meteorological, like but air pressure causing them distress at their higher elevation. So they must come down. But he was just like, you know, in the way that sailors do, uh, talking about how you can tell the future by being observant. Yeah. Bird by Bird is uh, a different book, Crystal (laughs) Witnesses Wonders, but it's a great book. I love that book. I have a copy of it.
0: I
2: have a copy of it
0: too. I'm glad that Crystal Witnesses Wonders thought you were going to say it was from like a children's science show. And instead you said Outlander.
1: <laughs> no, but well, you may be confused by the fact that I went that way to get a book when I have a bookshelf here. But there are two bookshelves uh, in here. L- l- like you have six bookshelves in the room that you're in. But You're a,
0: fan- you're a fancy man with your two bookshelves.
1: <laughs> this was a textbook of mine when I was in college, believe it or not. Oh, nice. And you know it's a textbook because I highlighted in it. Just kidding, I highlight it in other books too, but nice. Not like you. I want you to maybe right now. Let's not do an episode. Let's just talk. Uh, <laughs> I want you to show what one of your books looks like, like when you do like research and stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: So people may be triggered, like I am, but it's also like in a way very beautiful. For those of you listening only after the fact, Katrina is like notorious for, I don't want to call it abusing, but she is not gentle with her books. Oh, that's great though. And that doesn't, that doesn't look like, no, you know, no, no.
0: yeah. Cause I'm like, this is, this is my like copy of Aesop's fables. And that, cause I was like, I'm like, where's probably the most egregious book. And then I was like, oh, I can hold that up and it looks real bad. Yeah. Um, there's like a
1: million colored, like sticky tabs sticking out of it. But like you know katrina will she will i'm outing you on all these things dog ear the corners of pages she just writes in the margins she'll like uh if there's stuff that she doesn't like she'll she'll cross it out and yeah you glue that's the best thing you glue like extra pages in there so that you can like make more notes and stuff yeah which is beautiful
0: because like i'm not a person that like um It's, you know, like when people over highlight, I have a color, I have a color coordinated system where it's, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I over highlight.
2: No, I'm not saying that you over highlight, but I'm just,
1: yeah, it's, it's just that like you, you do more to your books than I think most people do and would expect. Like, yeah, sticky Notes Everywhere. Highlight section. My favorite thing is how you write like comments in this in the sides, which I think is great because like someone reading a book of yours that you like lend them or whatever, like they'll have a different experience. It's very like tailored and personal to you, which is just kind of beautiful.
0: Yeah, my my mar- my marginalia, and if I feel like a book is going to make me do too much marginalia, I will get a notebook so that I can make I can write my marginalia inside the notebook. <laughs>
1: I don't think that's uh, marginalia at that point, but I understand where you're coming from.
0: True, <laughs> um, but
1: do- <laughs> in a couple of centuries, that book is going to be studied by students who are learning about this podcast in their history class. Says the rag goblin. That is very uh, kind of you to say, and also yeah. hilarious. And it could—I don't think it's true, but it could be uh, used as some very interesting. Uh,
0: yeah. It'll it'll cycle back in on itself. But yeah. Do people do people want us to uh tell bird folklore?
1: <laughs> I do.
0: I was gonna turn on a lamp. I'm like, it's getting way dark in my room. Um, so yeah, today for this live, uh now that we know Jeff is okay, and once again, so Jeff is in an area that is under a tornado watch now. Uh, And so if Jeff suddenly just like leaves, we're going to all be cool with that. But hopefully a tornado will not happen and you will be fine.
1: Hopefully. I don't Uh, suspect a tornado will come.
0: Yeah, that's my wish for you. Um, But our Patreon patrons picked uh, Bird Stories. And yeah, I'm hoping... Truly, I'm hoping it is because they wanted to hear some bird fables and not just because they felt sorry for me. (laughs) Being like, oh, I really wanted birds last time. They're like, okay, fine. (laughs) I hope people want bird stories. Um, So, Jeff, I picked a couple stories that had nightingales in them since we just had an episode that included yeah. two Nightingale stories. Um, I wondered so, if that
1: was uh, purposeful and intentional or not.
0: Oh, it definitely. So I sent, I sent you a Nightingale tale to tell, and then I kept a Nightingale one so that we could each, each have a Nightingale story Love in it. honor of Oscar Wilde and Hans
2: Christian Andersen. That was a fire story, that Nightingale story by Hans. Not Hans oscar wilde
0: it was it it was a fire
1: <laughs> nightingale story so that was a fire fairy tale inspired literary folklore ish it stuff.
0: was lit
1: to i wanted to like get the you know like fire folklore but like it's 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 not but that would be alliterative which you know i'm a fan of yes. all right i'm gonna tell a story a fable you should I'm excited. This is the hawk and the nightingale. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so story starts off real uh, action-packed. A nightingale falls into the clutches of a a hungry hawk who'd been looking for food all day long. So immediately I'm seeing, like, I'm picturing a nightingale flying along and just, like, grabbed onto it. Um, But before it, like, eats it and makes a meal of it the nightingale like starts begging like no please please let me go it's like i'm such a mite for a stomach like yours be like look at me i'm so small you'll barely wet your appetite with me the plus i sing so nicely like it'll do you good to let me go you would love to hear me sing and the hawk ever the pragmatist i suppose is like much good your songs will do my empty stomach (laughs) and he's like besides what a little bird that i have is a lot better than a bird that I don't have that's much bigger that I might catch in the future. So it actually said, like, a little bird that I have is more to me than a great one that is yet to be caught, which is phrased really nicely. Yeah. With the moral of this one being, familiar to us all, a bird in the hand is worth
2: two in the bush. Which
0: we made the that reference or like that joke when we did the nightingale episode i think it was that one where we kept saying like and as we all know a bird in the bush a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush and then we like laughed about it or and then like truly, I didn't remember that the story as famous included in nightingale. My my joke wasn't that layered. I uh, it was not. <laughs> I'm not that smart.
1: <laughs> but I love it, and I'm gonna say uh, that it was, and it's yeah. intentional. And you were a comedic genius. You were making you were making callbacks to the future. Callbacks to the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this story is kind of great kind of sad that you know presumably the uh, nightingale meets its end uh by the yeah. end of the story um but again it shows some interesting personalities and i love the fact that you know the nightingale one of its big like things like hey like i'm a really great singer which is in all nightingale stories that's an important thing which i I think I even looked up what a Nightingale song sounds like because I'm like, are they really that good of singers that like everyone's just always been like, oh, they are such beautiful uh, tweeters. But I can't remember. So I'll just take everyone else's word for it.
0: I thought you were about to tell us like, and they did sound, it it was so gorgeous. It was the (laughs) most incredible song. I was like waiting and then you were like, but I can't remember. Um, Because I looked (laughs) up, when we did that episode, I looked up, uh, the sound of the Nightingale, and they're apparently, like, they're mimics, and so they have a lot of different songs that they, like, can sing. Yeah. And so they have a really wide range of, like like, trills and tweets, and there's apparently a difference between trills and tweets and squawks and, like... <laughs> I claim to be, like, a birder, but, like, I, I only scratch the surface of my my. Birder. I was about
1: to say, like, um, as a member of the American Birding Society or whatever that is, like, you should be ashamed that you don't know the difference between a, tw- a trill and a tweet.
0: Yeah, and I am ashamed.
2: I Good. Am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean,
1: besides do- that, though. The Nightingale made a good point of being like, you know, like, hey, I'm like not more than just like a snack. Like, I'm not you're not going to fill me up or I'm not going to fill you up. Um, but the hawk obviously was like. Very, it was not having any of it, Was just yeah. very like pragmatic about the whole thing, just like very practical, like I have you. So yeah. what if you're not that much? I'll catch another one. Maybe it'll be a bigger one and my stomach will yeah. be full. Maybe not. But I have something now, so I'm going to eat it. Goodbye.
0: Yeah, something right now is better than nothing. Um, I like the rag goblin said, the hawk needs to meet that lion who let the mouse go. (laughs) Yeah, because the lion was like, yeah, you're right. Like, you're too small to be like a male. And then the mouse like came back and helped him later. So it's like, oh, maybe the nightingale would have helped the hawk (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, that is interesting because, like, I mean, there's a couple things that come to mind. And I don't want to get, like, too in the weeds on this, but, like, you know, ratio of, like, size, like, a mouse to a lion, like, yeah. that really is, like, nothing. Where, like, a nightingale to a hawk, like, yeah, a nightingale is, like, smaller than a hawk, but, like, compared to a, comparatively, like, between, like, a mouse and a lion and a hawk and a, a, a nightingale and a hawk, like, I honestly think that a nightingale would actually be a pretty decent meal for a hawk yeah um yeah i don't know i don't know how big their stomachs are but then also um the other thing that brings that about is like with i guess maybe taking that into consideration maybe not i guess it is but like you know when you have your food that's talking to you and like begging for its life
2: yeah
1: um you know like I feel like maybe the size does come into it. Like for the mouse, it's like, okay, like it's not worth you're such little amount of food, like it's not worth the the little guilt that I will feel. Or you know, even if it is just a small bit. Yeah. Like that'll feel knowing that I like didn't let you go because I even after you're like begged me for your life or whatever. So it's like, okay, fine, you know. Um but, you know, the hawk was hungry. It had been looking for food all day long. And it finally had something. And it was like a decent size you know and uh hawks are apparently a lot more cold-hearted than lions is what we've learned from this story
0: yeah no and i also think what's interesting is like in the time that we live now where (laughs) i feel like we have a lot more in the year 2022 we have a lot more compassion for animals then even back when these stories were like translated in the 1400s, we have oh, a yeah. lot more compassion. And so I feel like the meaning of this fable gets like lost with them being two like living beings, having like a conversation like with each other. And cause we're like, Oh, he ate it. Cause he's like, Oh, like this one in my hand is worth two in the bush. And we're like, but it, could sing beautifully and it's like when you take it away from it being these like anthropomorphic animals that were like
2: yeah
0: like oh i feel compassion for both of them like the lesson i think is important when it's like sometimes it is better to have something than to have nothing but the hope of more where you're like oh i don't want this i want more uh later
1: yeah with that being the moral of like why give up like the sure thing for nothing but maybe something in the future
0: yeah yeah which there's something to be said for you know giving up a small thing now with the chance that some like something bigger so there again and we talk about this all the time there's that like yeah. That balance of like when is this a good moral and when is it like a bad moral in life
2: yeah recently, absolutely
0: recently I heard this guy uh because he was talking about contemplating his life because he's like like oh I'm almost 50 and so I'm just thinking a lot about life and like what that means. And he said this thing that like totally blew my mind where he was like, Oh yeah, sometimes people, you know, you're trying to find a balance like this way in life without realizing that um it's like a bunch of different slats. It's like infinite slats all on one pinnacle point and that's your life. And they're all teetering and you're trying to balance all of them at the same time where it's like, you're trying to balance like, you know, taking risks versus playing it safe at the same time that you're trying to balance like being kind to other people versus like protecting yourself from people who take advantage of that kindness. Like, and you have all of these like different things teetering in your life that you're trying to find balance for. And I was like, Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> stressing
2: me out, man. <laughs> stressing
0: me out. Um, but it's true because, like, yeah, like what we pointed out with, like, the hawk, where it's like sometimes a sure thing is better than, like, a greater chance down the road. Um, yeah. Um, I know that this person was here at the last one and they said,
1: Yeah, what the hell, Tony Bell? Because it's W-T-H, Tony (laughs) Bell.
0: What the hell, Tony Bell? Uh, Because I was like, oh, I remember this one. Um, They're saying, but the hawk doesn't have to stop hunting after the nightingale, so the nightingale can just be a meal to tide him over until a better one comes along. So in real life, for example, it could be a joy. A job. Oh, it could be a job you dislike, but it's still better to still have a job while you're waiting for the next one to come along. And then they said, "Yeah, because we remembered what the hell, (laughs) Tony Bell." (laughs) Um, I'm like, I remember this person made a comment last time, and we asked specifically, like, like how do I help me?
1: Yeah, that's a really good. That is a really good comment because like, and that is something that I kind of thought of and just the fact that the, the hawk, it doesn't have to stop hunting. It can have both, you know, like it can have the the nightingale and the possibility of something better in the future. Um, and I don't remember the story of like the lion and whatever, but it's like uh, it's so much to say, like, I don't think the lion was like out hunting and he, the, the mouse was the thing that he came across. It was like a whole different set of circumstances. Um, yeah. That led to that, which again, it makes, which does make a difference. But I like that analogy with the, with the job, like you, yeah, it's not the greatest thing, but like, it'll tide you over until the next opportunity. And it's like, it's stupid to just, to just give it up. Whereas that's, I guess that's kind of going against the, uh, the interpretation that we were going down of like, you know, or that's how it clarifies, I guess not going against, but like it clarifies that versus when is it worth it to give up something for the potential of something better in the future? Like in this case, that's not related because like you have the nightingale. Now the time it takes you to eat it is not going to set you back that much from hunting more in the future. Whereas, you know, like giving up something, I don't know. I think of like, I'm in like business classes now. So think of like investing, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, if I give up, you know, a hundred dollars a month now, like, yeah, I could be buying, you know, like, several uh, trips to Taco Bell with that $100. But if I put that into, you know, well, uh, the the stock market is, like, currently tanking. But, uh, you know, like, put it into, like, investments and all that sort of stuff. Like, in, in 30 years, the compound interest on that will make that, you know, 10,000 trips to Taco Bell. You know, it's like, the opportunity costs, it's like, there's nothing lost for the Hawk to let the gill go. Whereas there are, in other sh- situations, like choosing to pursue a path really is mutually exclusive to this other path. And that's when you have to be much more yeah. um, careful. Like, should I take the easy convenience now or do the thing that's harder now and more difficult now and like sucks more now, but I know that in the future that it has much better chance to, uh, <laughs> to pay off. Uh, Crystal witnesses wonders. This is a wall street podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm you were, I like
0: to know that none of this should be uh considered uh financial advice.
1: Yes, it's not financial advice. Um, and you really should not listen to me for financial advice because like I said I started taking these like classes and I, when one of my first classes I took was like a financial management class which is all about like finance is all about the like the time value of money. That's like the the fundamental thing of, you know, like money right now is worth more in some ways in like the same amount of money in the future because of like inflation and all that stuff, especially because of inflation now, but like, you know, it's all about like interest rates and like thinking of like imagining how much money and how much other things are going to be worth in the future based on it's like, so it's like soothsaying and fortune telling. And it's really like, I thought there was a lot more like solid science and math behind it, which there is solid science and math, but that solid science and math hides the fact that it's all just assumptions about what people think about the future. Number one. Um, But also, I bought like an ETF, which is like essentially—it's a whole cool thing. But it's like you know, it's like you buy something. It was like a, an index fund of like the S P five hundred, which is like every company on like of five hundred companies that this one index tracks. I bought it literally like the day before it peaked at like uh, you know like four hundred and like thirty something dollars. Like my first yeah. ETF of this thing I was like, I'll buy it, like see what happens. Um, and that was in like December. Of last year, and now from like a hundred and like thirty something do- or four hundred something dollars that I bought it at, um, it's now to like three hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> uh, so it's like, oh, you do not like. I bought it like literally at the peak, and now it's like <sighs> falling straight down. So all that said, that was a really long way to say. Don't listen to me for any financial advice.
0: <laughs> I was like, this did just now turn into like a Wall Street podcast. <laughs>
1: And suddenly, we have no no viewers in the live stream. <laughs> just kidding, there's still some there.
0: are like, oh, we're leaving. Um, I was gonna go to the next, the Owl and the Nightingale story, um, and I'm gonna be a- quoting a lot of it from the book, uh, just because the wording for things is very hilarious. Um, so this story is called The Owl and the Nightingale. And I just want to say that, like, Owl is another character that, like, we haven't talked about. Um, But I feel like the personality of Owl will be very recognizable to people um, if they've ever seen Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) Um, the Owl and the Nightingale so there was once an owl that lived in an old monastery and he would spend all of his time reading moldy manuscripts (laughs) (laughs) in a monkish library. I'm like, oh, that is a, a a beautiful describing word. (laughs) Monkish (laughs) library. Um, and he basically, after like, pouring over these manuscripts. He became a super annoying puffed up insufferable pedant <laughs> um, and was just uh, kind of annoying. It even said, mistaking gravity for wisdom, he would sit whole days with his eyes half shut, fancying himself profoundly learned. <laughs> like, Perfect. Um, hilarious. So this one day he was it said half meditating, half asleep.
1: <laughs>
0: Wait,
1: <laughs> same. That, yeah, I was gonna say that's me every time I'm meditating. It's more like fully med- fully asleep, barely yeah. meditating.
0: <laughs> like what are you doing? Like to <laughs> meditating. Like, no, so he was half meditating half asleep and he heard the sound of a nightingale like nearby and it woke him up and it like irritated him um so he it's it said, starting from his reverie and with a horrible screech he stopped the singing and said be gone, thou impertinent minstrel, nor distract with noisy dissidence my sublime contemplations. And know, <laughs> vain songstress, that harmony consists in truth alone, which is granted by lab- uh, laborious, b- laborious? <laughs> laborous. Laborous. Cr- laborous. I'm like, Crystal, help me! She gave it. Uh, laborist study and not in languishing notes fit only to soothe the ear of a lovesick maid, which I'm going to go back to that. Like only a lot fit there. For a lovesick maid thing. Cause I'm like, mm.
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, that hit me in a way I don't like. Yeah. It's uh, like, I don't understand
1: um, what it means.
2: Oh, it's a, I'm like,
1: <laughs> it's like, what are you, what are you even trying to get across with that? yeah crystal says laborious laborious, laborious. which is what i thought too but it's like but i couldn't see it i mean maybe laborious is a different like another uh, another word i thought i couldn't see how it's spelled. laborious
0: Laborious study um so the nightingale retorted conceited pedant Whose wisdom lies only in the feathers that muffle up thy unmeaning face. Music is a natural and rational entertainment. And though not adapt to the ears of an owl, has ever been relished and admired by the best formed minds. And the, uh, what is what are, what are they called? What are they called at the, the end? The moral? The moral, thank you. My brain was saying motto, uh, laborious. I'm sorry. I was just I was like reading and then, um, but the moral at the end is it is natural for a pedant to despise those arts that polish our manners and that would root out pedantry. Um, So
1: that's, that's all so weird. I,
0: <laughs> I, I'm cause I'm like, I find this story like so relatable, like people who are, because like we talk about this a lot with like folklore and fairy tales and how they are seen as like garbage, not fit to be studied, not fit to be looked at. Um, and even like stories that are only fit to soothe the ears of a lovesick maid, Uh um, that are like, Oh, only like only a woman would enjoy that. Like, because it's, so low brow, I got that. like I got stupid, that. stupid, unlearned woman. But I mean, we do the same thing today too, with like. And I'm I'm not saying like I, I don't enjoy watching um, uh, reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of reality TV shows, but people who watch uh reality TV shows get so much grief from people for being like oh why are you wasting your time reading like that um and it's like because they enjoy it (laughs)
2: yeah
0: and i'm not saying that like oh that's (laughs) art that roots out pedantry but it's like this thing where like if somebody else enjoys something or if something's just beautiful for the sake of being beautiful or is enjoyable for the sake of being enjoyable, or yeah. is light on the mind for the sake of you know having something light on the mind, like who cares, um, but like owl's whole speech in there where he's like using all of these like complicated words to basically be like
2: music sucks
0: <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying to make himself sound very intelligent when really it's like like he just, he he just sounds like a jerk. He just yeah. sounds like a conceited pedant.
1: It's interesting cuz this actually strangely ties into my like financial tangent that I went on to. Um in the sense that, I mean not exactly, but in the in the sense that like he is disguising something that it's like really just an opinion and perf- personal preference of his own and like a yeah. stupid one that he doesn't like music. Like, and he's just mad that the nightingale woke him up and he's like, oh, that's annoying, you know? Uh, yeah. He's hiding that behind, like, well-spoken, quote-unquote, you know, like, big fancy words that sounds very intelligent, that sounds like the stuff that he's reading in books. So it's like, oh, like, because he speaks fancy, he must be right, you know? But it's like, yeah. no, it's like, th- that. that is no more valid than someone that writes music sucks on the bathroom stall where they're taking the dump, you know? Like... Um, <laughs> Which, the way it ties into the financial stuff is just, like, you know, there's all this, I was talking about how there's, like, math and, like, theories and stuff like that, which is, like, legitimate, but, like, the base that it's founded on is, like, guessing, you know? Educated guessing, but guessing.
0: Yeah. Um, so, and I, I really just- like the line where it says, mistaking gravity for wisdom. Because I feel like I have met so many people in my life, or, like, just a select annoying few. like assume that because they are very serious all the time they take themselves and what they do very seriously they assume that that makes them smarter and better thinkers than people who are goofing off laughing (laughs) having a good time yeah they're like oh, I'm very serious. Therefore, I'm very intelligent. And it's like, you're mistaking gravity for wisdom.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel it's like people that are just like, have to be critical of everything. I think the reality TV examples is a good one with that too. It's like, they just have to like criticize it. And lots of times it'll be like, you know, not even just, like, oh, that's, like, trash TV, but it's, like, it's actually very problematic for all of these reasons, which may or may not actually be true, but it's, like, because, yeah. uh, like, it, it seems like there's this, ba- this uh, not balance, but this, like, bias towards, like, if if you're criticizing something and you're, like, tearing it apart and tearing it down, you're by default and less proven otherwise like the more like intelligent or well thought out or more rational person then the yeah. person who's like this is great and this is why i love it you know because like oh I, and i don't know why that is and i think it's dumb um, yeah
0: no or like sometimes it's like people who will like immediately have a hot take on like yeah on, and their hot take is always hating on something where they're like oh everybody likes this but they're not talking about this, like, particular, and it's, like, okay, like, you don't like it, but you're confusing you not liking it for, like, you know what we were saying with, like, the bird being, like, you're upset that it woke you up from your nap. You don't like the music, but that doesn't mean that you have, like, all of this, like, knowledge behind you mm-hmm. about, like, why it's correct to not like it like yeah. it's just you don't like it.
2: Something like that was interesting about valid.
0: this you cannot yeah. like you you cannot like music that other people finds beautiful. That's fine. But you can't say like, "Oh, anybody who likes that music must be beneath me."
1: Right. Like make yourself feel feel like you are better than someone else because of that. Yeah. One thing I thought was kind of interesting that like I didn't so much like here I'm I'm going to like just now I'm going to be critical uh, and gravitous it's to pretend that I'm wise, um, but the in, some of the, like the some of the argument that the nightingale made,
2: uh-huh.
1: I I didn't like so I started talking about like oh music is like a very rational very whatever la 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 like uh, undertaking. Which I was I was kind of like disappointed in the sense it's like it does, but it doesn't even have to be like, you don't have to yes. prove that it's like rational and that it's whatever. It's like that's both of yes. these things are putting like rationality as like the, the utmost importance, you know, it's like, whereas some of the best things about music, like, yes, the like music actually is very rational and very complex and very like structured. And there is like a lot of like design to it that has to be like very well thought out. Yeah. But also there's like feeling to it. And there's a lot of people who come across this like structure and stuff like that, like accidentally as they're making music that makes you feel something, you know what I mean? And it's like the, you know, the, the emotionality and the emotional nature of like music and art and things like that, you know, is no less valid than the rational thinking, like learning, reading book, book, reading types.
0: Yeah. But it, it's just like a different Type of intelligence is that what you're saying, or no? yeah, yeah, okay,
1: and I think that's like you know just in, in general, and it's something that's like i've been uh like guilty of myself too to be like prioritizing like rationality and knowledge and wisdom over like emotion and I don't know you know like feeling or whatever, and that's why I'm in therapy, Katrina. <laughs> Kidding, sort of. Uh, Crystal has a but as an interesting yes. thing. The moment through my mind with the nightingale's response. It sounded almost like German rationalism stuff from the 1800s. I was like, "Dang, this is Aesop."
0: So when I was reading this story, I didn't have the same thought as that. I wasn't like, "This sounds like German rationalism stuff from the 1800s." I'm not making. I'm not making fun of you, Crystal. Witnesses wonders. You're a very intelligent person. I wasn't comparing you to Owl. Um, so I didn't have that exact thought, but when I was reading it, I was like, this, is this Aesop? Um, because, like, talking about the ruins of an old monastery, and yeah. this, like... M- like manuscripts mold like uh moldy manuscripts i'm like are we talking about like illuminated manuscripts and so there was part of me that was like is this story contemporary to uh <laughs> crystal this is what is like listen i know of the owl um, <laughs> but yeah i also like looked at this story it's not in the same uh and I looked at it and thought, is this Aesop, but not for the same reason that Crystal Witnesses Wonders, like, um, right. was, was side-eyeing it as Aesop. Um, I also was wondering if this was, like, a later edition, that because it was a short story that had, like, a little moral at the end, it's it got put in. Because, um, yeah, I also had questions about this one's authenticity as an Aesop fable. And crystal witness wonder yeah. says, "Lol, I was getting uh, Poe vibes too. <laughs> oh, Edgar."
1: Yeah, so I think it was her even that said too. Like when the owl was meditating, half asleep or whatever. It was like she put, "While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, uh, <laughs> of a nightingale yapping outside my chamber door." Uh, that was yeah, beautiful. that's great. I, I did, I think, too, like, hearing both of your comments about this, like, an alternate possibility being something that we see happen all the time, too. Like, especially with Aesop, because it's so, so old. Like, it's really easy for stuff to have gotten just, like, thrown in there in different collections along the way, and no one is the wiser. But also, people are constantly, like translating it reinterpreting it putting their own kind of like spin on it like his version of it may have been much simpler it seems like and again i'm no (laughs) aesop uh scholar but it seems like most of the aesop sales i see are like super duper simple yeah you know and even there's like the language which is important kind of in a way to communicate the ideas behind this to have the owl being like oh super pompous and whatever saying all these big fancy words but that doesn't seem like very Aesop. Aesop seems to be like the point of telling these fables was a lot of times take these complex ideas yeah. and make them very very simple to get them like down to their essence, which this story still does. But um yeah, it does feel a little different that way.
0: Just now, when you like leaned over to check, I was like, "Tornado?" No.
1: <laughs> no. Well, so it's a really silly thing. I've like been this whole time. This is not the moment, but I've been waiting because I have like the cutest thing that is related to Aesop that I never think of on these lives except I am right now. Cause I have like a tiny, super tiny Aesop fables book that I'm like, I've, while people are on video with us. I want to be able to like, show this off.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say, cause like, I looked at the clock and uh, we have time for like one more story. So I'm like, go grab it. And I think I'm going to tell my last, I'm going to tell a story Um, because I think people will really appreciate this one, this, um... oh, and I also was going to say, I purposefully this time, if as I was reading the story about a bird, I had any political thought or opinion about the story at all, I um, skipped it, (laughs) since last time I was like, we're going to try not to get too political, and then I immediately was like, politics um but this next one also includes an owl and i thought that it was like super applicable to our lives and i want people this is one where i'm like people should pull this one out all the time oh that is so tiny
1: <laughs> like smaller than like the palm of my hand It's got some kind of cool art on it too and look fox is on the cover of appropriate course. Retold by Stephen Zorn, these ones are. Uh-huh. But i would like, be really interested because, like, you have like a giant. It's funny you you just held up your giant book of like Aesop Fables, and like mine is the opposite, which is really also thematically appropriate for like our podcast. Like the knowledge that I bring to the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> pew, like one centimeter versus the knowledge that Katrina brings a like thousand page book with tons and tons of notes taken out. Of. It's like this thing is. The dust cover on this was actually on backwards and I had to flip it around before I brought it on to show, so that's my life. But look, adorable. Look at these tiny words. And I also love it's weird. It's like square. It's very square, which is not common like shape for a book. Yeah. Bull and and the bullfrog.
0: And the bullfrog. Didn't we do that one last time?
2: Well, we did. That's the one that I got super political about.
1: So appropriate for it to come back.
0: So we're going to quickly like swerve. Um, This one is called the owls, the bats, and the sun. So yeah, going back to that Poe vibe. The owls, the bats, and the sun. Um, So it says the owls, bats, and several other birds that fly in the night. So it was kind of the like the midnight flying crew was all hanging out um, in the thick shade. And it says they were abusing their neighbors in a very sociable manner, which basically was like, they were all hanging out being like, oh my gosh, do you know who's the worst? (laughs) And they were spending the night just, uh, yeah, (laughs) being rude gossips. Uh, talking about everybody in the forest who wasn't awake to hear them gossiping. And uh, it says that their satire at last fell upon the sun as it was coming up because they all agreed that the sun was so troublesome, impertinent, and too inquisitive. (laughs) Like, like, don't you hate that the sun is always, like, getting in our business? But the son overheard the critics and he replied to them, Ladies, which don't like how he gendered the gossip. <laughs> Ladies, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but, Ladies, I care little for your opinions, but I wonder how you dare abuse one who could in an instant destroy you. However, the <laughs> only answer I shall give you, or the revenge I shall take on you, is to shine on and it says gossips are best answered by silence but i <laughs> love that moral so much i do that, too like, the only revenge i will take on you is to continue shine to be on. my absolute amazing self
1: yeah and that's like very well worded too like yeah. shine on
0: shine yeah, on. I
1: do. I do like that. It is interesting you brought up the, like, ladies thing, because we've talked about this so many times before, how, like, with animals, like, it is so strongly, like, default male, like, even today, that if you are saying that an animal is a female, it's, like purposeful you know what I mean like it's there's a reason for it which a lot of it has to do with like it's like a hen because a hen lays eggs or whatever the case may be like sometimes there's like that kind of like practical thing to make the story make sense but it's kind of like you know ladies aren't the only ones that can abuse their neighbors late at night
0: I just realized we didn't have any time to tell any cock stories and I had made a bunch of jokes in the uh instagram story feed that we were going to be telling a story or that i was like the only reason i wanted to do birds is to talk about cock it's fine continue what you were saying
1: no i mean that was pretty much it i mean the other thing too is just you know just saying like you know like guys get together and you know talk talk trash until the sun comes up to be like hey I also um, didn't think it was ironic that the sun's like, like the morals, like the best thing to do is to say to like the best response is no response at all. It's like the sun kind of had a lot to say about that actually, but I see what you're <laughs> saying there. <laughs> also, last thing that I had to say was it was really funny to imagine that. Cause like I was imagining the sun coming up and like when you, it was becoming personified immediately. The image that popped into my brain was like the sun baby from, uh, the, Teletubbies. Teletubbies and so when the te- when the sun baby starts speaking like so eloquently I was like whoa dang <laughs> Yep yeah.
0: yeah that's how that's how old you are Jeff the sun baby from Teletubbies has grown up and is answering these ladies being like shine on um yeah going back to the like the gendering it ladies and like the gossip um and the uh heroine with a thousand and one faces by Maria Tatar. Um pretty sure she has like a whole section where she talks about like women as gossips, but men seen as like having very important intellectual conversations. And it's like, no, men also get together with each other and badmouth other people. Like bad mouth their wives bad mouth their bosses bad mouth their co-workers bad mouth their like sports team or or bad mouth their government like this same way that women also have those same conversations but when women are talking with each other it is seen as like scary to the establishment of men and so, like, women are so often labeled as, like, gossips, even though they, they're not doing anything that is different than men sitting around having, like, conversations. Yeah. So that was, that was the feminist lecture, and I hope that you enjoyed it.
1: I did, as I always do.
0: Um, but, yeah, so I did think it was funny that it was, like, <laughs> ladies. And I'm like, really? Because like you were saying before I interrupted to be like, oh, no, I forgot about cocks. Um, <laughs> I, mu- I stumble off a half of those words. That sounded like an insane person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I derailed my whole self. Uh, no, but what you're saying is like they go purposefully out of their way. And usually if the animal in the story is gendered female, it's gendered female for a specific reason, like it's a hen because it laid eggs or it's like a mother and like the point of the story is that it's a mother. And then it's like, okay, so for the sake of this story, this is going to be a female. And so it is very pointed that in this story, they made them (laughs) ladies. But I mean, listen, I, Moving into October, I also want to stay up late with my group of owl ladies and owl bats and uh, gossip. Same. Mostly about the sun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sun's around a lot less these days to stand up for itself. So
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, while the days are short, we are going to fully utilize the time. Um, but yeah, I just loved this message of um I mean like the moral that's like gossips are best answered by silence. <clears throat> um owl bats? Is that what yeah,
1: I said? That's what you said. I noticed that too. When Crystal said that I was like, Oh that's great because I noticed too, you're like, I want to sit around with my owls, my owl ladies, my owl bats. I was like Katrina's <laughs> like inventing new uh D D monsters here while she's talking.
0: Not to mention, like, I had been, like, oh, like, when I interrupted you and was, like, cocks, and I was, like, Katrina, slow your mouth down so that the thoughts can get to your mouth and come out the right way. But, no, I will not. I will speed through not making any sense. Um, But, yeah, the moral that, like, gossips are best answered by silence, I'm, like, eh, I'm neither here or there, but the like the revenge I shall take on you is to shine on because I absolutely I'm like, oh I feel so empowered by that because like there's so much where like if somebody wants to talk trash about you. It's like the best thing that you can do is be like, well, I'm just going to keep being my awesome self and let you and your friends chest jibber jabber at night about everybody instead of just, like, enjoying everybody. Like, if you want to sit and be negative, I'm going to enjoy my positive life with my positive friends.
1: Yeah. I was thinking that, like, it accidentally maybe relates to the other Nightingale story where, you know, like, the Nightingale, the the owl's, like, talking trash about, like, the Nightingale's music, and the Nightingale should just, like... Just keep singing. It doesn't matter if the stupid owl doesn't like it. Shine on, sing on, nightingale. Yeah. <clears throat> um I do want to I know you said we only had time for one more, but I did want to read the other one of the other ones that you sent me because it's actually one of the like 10 stories that are in my little book.
0: Yay, do it. Which
1: means it must be important. We'll just go until Instagram shuts us down, which will be like mid-sentence in this story, I'm sure. So this is The Hen and the Jewel, which is really funny because this always happens where I'm like, it's a hen because it has to be because it lays eggs. As you'll see, it doesn't matter that this was a hen in this story, but it is.
0: Yeah, because the one that I sent you was The Cock and the Jewel. Oh, was it? It was. But I bet it's the same story.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I forgot about that.
0: But my book gendered it male. Why? Because they wanted to put the word cock in (laughs) that.
1: Oh, you know what? That's exactly why they did this. They wanted to, like, avoid putting the word cock in what is meant for children. (laughs) Because it actually does say, like, in the introduction, there's a common thread in the experience of children everywhere. It is Aesop's fables. Um, So, The Cock and the Jewel, or The Hen and the Jewel, I will be reading The Hen because it's in my cute little book, but uh, The Cock and the Jewel jokes are in the... uh, instagram stories for today so a hungry hen a lot of hungry birds in these stories today was scratching around the barnyard looking for kernels of corn to eat she scratched and scratched but wasn't having any luck finding food sounds very similar to our hawk friend but suddenly the hen sees a glint of light that catches her eye and she's like oh my gosh it's a diamond and they're like wow this is like a really expensive priceless jewel but to me it's trash and garbage, because I would rather have one little grain of corn than all the diamonds in the world, because diamonds aren't going to fill my stomach. Um, And, the moral being, what is treasure to some is worthless to others. In this book, which I actually liked the moral in the version you sent me even better. Oh,
0: what was it?
1: Drum roll, please, as I, like, unlock... Oh my gosh! I can't. I forgot my own passcode to get into this thing.
0: I can read what it is because I have it.
1: Yeah, please do because I
2: have no idea.
0: Listen, I said that, and now I'm fumbling through. Oh, (laughs) okay,
1: I've got it. (laughs) A thing of value. Oh, a thing is of value only so far as it is of use. So I think those are interesting different uh, morals on it. And I wonder if being a cock or a hen has anything to do with uh, those morals or not. Yeah. but I mean, I think they still go on kind of a theme in a way.
0: Yeah. No. And I love this story, too, because it is like something is only value valuable to us. If we perceive that it has value
1: <laughs> once again, my financial uh tangent is coming back into relevance in this conversation
0: because it's like like food food has value, and like what is considered food or what is considered ba- valuable food will go up the more hungry that you are, yeah, um, like the more that you desperately need it and things like jewels like they're beautiful and that's wonderful but if you it's like uh what is, what is it called maslow's hierarchy oh, yeah. Of needs. yeah you have you have to have met different uh like levels of need before you know you're ready for other ones because yeah it's like all the love in the world in maslow's hierarchy of needs all the love in the world doesn't mean much if you're not being fed and it's the same with like all the art in the world is completely useless if you are starving
1: yeah what's interesting too the like cross point of these two morals is like what's valuable to someone is worthless to another so when you're hungry, a diamond doesn't do you any good if you can't eat it. But with a thing as of value only so far as it is of use, like if I found a diamond while I was hungry and looking for food, I could go and sell that diamond, exchange it for money that I could then buy food with. So it is of use to me. It's not of use to a hen because people aren't often doing business with hens in you know dealing jewels and such things. Um, Which I think is an interesting kind of like, again, it's on a theme, but it does put an interesting like twist and distinction between the two things of like, what's valuable and what's not. And like, also is value dependent on usefulness or not.
2: Yeah.
1: Which strangely enough is a conversation I often have with my therapist. This Uh, is a
2: go to your therapist podcast so
0: yeah (laughs) so those are our stories for today our bird tales Um, hopefully they were enjoyable to people and of use our next fifth Friday what were you laughing about
1: again what's valuable to (laughs) (laughs) something is of value only as far as it is of use uh (laughs) So people whether like, you can use the knowledge of- that you've learned today or not will determine how valuable it is or or not.
0: Yeah, people are like, that was a whole lot of squawking, <laughs> waking me up from my nap <laughs> and I didn't enjoy it. I am an intellectual. That's like, I'm sure you are. Oh, okay. Crystal Witnesses wonders says, "Yay, mental health awareness. Yes, true. People take care of your brains, take care of yourself. You You are important if it if you are worried that uh like if somebody's telling you it's all in your head, it is there's health care for that. Uh, there's health, mental health is important. um we got sidetracked from finishing up what we were talking about. Um, but yes, hopefully you found some enjoyable value in in this um also, uh, I think the next fifth Friday is going to be uh in December. I think it's, like, December 30th, so the night before New Year's Eve. Uh, So, hopefully we'll have uh, something then. We're looking forward to finishing up the year. We have a lot of cool episodes that are going to be coming out. So, we are grateful for our audience, and we hope that you enjoy the stuff that we have coming up.
1: Thank you for listening to The Fairy Tellers. If you enjoy what we're doing, please leave us a review or share us with your friends. Also consider supporting us on Patreon for access to exclusive bonus content, including outtakes and monthly bonus episodes at patreon.com slash the fairy tellers. Special thanks to Andrew Foray for our music and to Clarice Inch for our artwork. And of course, a big thank you to all our patrons. Without all of you, this show wouldn't be possible.
0: Fairy tales are always more interesting when something is added to them. Each new telling recharges the narrative, making it crackle and hiss with cultural energy. Maria Tatar <laughs> Goodbye!
2: Goodbye!
0: <laughs> if I can figure out how to close it.